Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe your way. Dobrodan. That is Croatian for good day. So good day, Dobrodan, to my fellow wanderer. I hope you are doing well today. And by that intro, you can guess that we are going to the beautiful country of Croatia. And specifically, we are going to tour around a little town called Rovine which is spelled R-O-V-I-N-J. You will also hear it called Rovigno in Italian. And um, I think you're really going to like this place. It uh, it really captured, hmm, captured my imagination. I really enjoyed my time here. I was only there for a few days, but it, it's a place I would definitely go back to. And the nice thing about it is pretty close to Italy. It's right next to Slovenia. So you can kind of tack it on if you are in the right areas. So you know where we're going to start. We are going to start by placing Rovin, Croatia on the map. So you want to find the boot, Italy, and you want to go to the east from there. That would be to the right for my directionally challenged folks. And in that part that is the closest, that's kind of right next to, there's a little, little piece of Slovenia that's sort of smushed in between Italy and Croatia. But that little piece there, the that kind of, um, I guess that's the northwestern piece of Croatia is actually the Istria region. And Rovine kind of sits out, there's this little, uh, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's almost like a triangular piece of land that kind of comes out. And it actually sits out on that little kind of I don't want to call it a peninsula. I don't know if that's quite the right word. Then again, maybe it is. But it's kind of partway down the coast. So Pula, P-U-L-A, it kind of sits at the bottom of this kind of little, I don't know, triangular kind of arrowhead looking piece of land. And Rovine is kind of up the coast just a little about halfway. So if you were to maybe use public transportation, I think the best place to go into probably via a bus would be to go into Pula. That would be kind of the main town. And then you can um, take a bus up to Rovine. So that is where it's located. It's right on the water, right on the Adriatic Sea. So it has a beautiful, beautiful location. Now, the other thing regarding the history is that there is such an Italian influence here because for probably close to 500 years or or so, it was actually part of the Venetian Empire. So that's why you see this strong Venetian influence. So as you wonder about, you might wonder, (laughs) you might wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R, if you are in Italy instead of Croatia. So if you are kind of just dipping your toe into some of these kind of Balkan countries, Rovine might be a good place for you to start. Again, because it's close by, it's about 100 kilometers from the city of Trieste, which is the capital of the Friuli 
Venezia Giulia region, which is that far northeastern part of Italy. And like I said, it's also very close to Slovenia, so it would be a great add-on. That's how I did it. I was actually coming from the northern parts of Italy, and I was going to go to Slovenia, and I thought, hey, why don't I just drop into Croatia for a few days and check it out? So Rovin is a good kind of add-on, and it's a nice small town. So what I want to do is kind of tell you some of the things that there are to do here. But one of the things I just want to also say is it's not a place that I would consider to be really off the tourist trail in any way, shape or form. It is fairly well known. But the nice thing about it is even though it's well known, there's still an authentic feeling to it because it's still has kind of this, um, you know, like fishing town kind of feel to it. I mean, there are tons of boats in the harbor and there are fishermen going out and catching catching fresh fish, which is something that you'll be able to do there is eat lots of fresh seafood. And they are it's so it still kind of has that authentic feeling. So it's at once touristed and at once you know, kind of still has that workaday fishing town kind of feel. It is only a town of about maybe 14,000, 14, 15,000. So it is a town. So if you're, if you like bigger places, it may not be for you. There's not a ton of sites here, but there are a few good things that I would highly recommend doing. And the first thing that I would say is to just stroll around the harbor area. It's really picturesque. It's kind of got a nice, um, I guess like a U shape to it. And the the buildings are all colorful. There's all kinds of boats there. There's all kinds of little places to sit out and eat or get a gelato because yes, you can get gelato in Croatia because of that Italian influence. Yay. <laughs> and you can, and the wines of the area are actually pretty good. So you can just kind of wonder about the harbor and then have a seat and have something to eat, something to drink or have your dessert first. Now, there is a church that you'll probably want to see. You can kind of see it. It kind of sits up a little bit at the high point of the town. It's called St. Euphemia. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's E-U-P-H-E-M-I-A. It is St. Euphemia's Basilica. It is a beautiful church. I would say that a lot of Italian churches are a little bit more beautiful. They just have more they're more ornate or simpler. This one tends to be a little simpler. It's still beautiful. I still highly recommend going and taking a wonder about it. The gardens around it are also really nice. I always find that churches in all of Europe are are great places to go into. Number one, typically, not always, but a lot of them are free. Uh, some of them aren't. And if they do cost, usually they're not too too costly. And it's just a good place to go to kind of really learn about the history and the culture of a people and a place. So I highly recommend going to St. Euphemia. It is a lovely spot. And it kind of, like I said, it's kind of also the high point of the town. Not that it's that high, but you'll be able to also kind of see it from other places as you're as you're kind of near the harbor or other places around. So that would be one thing that I would recommend doing for sure. The other thing that I kind of mentioned before is be sure that you, if you like seafood, if you like fish, is to definitely try out one of the restaurants and, you know, um, eat some of that fresh fish and seafood. I went to a place called Scuba. Yes, the name of the restaurant is Scuba. And it's actually right along the harbor area. I'll put 
the uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But yeah, it's called Scuba Restaurant. It was highly recommended to me uh, from the uh, place that I was staying. I said, where would you go to eat? You know, I asked a local, where would you go to eat? And that was one of the restaurants that this young lady told me is a favorite of hers. So it never hurts, obviously, to ask the locals. And even though this is not a seafood or fish restaurant, I am going to recommend there is actually a a few good places to get pizza here because you can get pizza everywhere. But you know, there is that Italian influence here. And this place is called Da Sergio, D-A, then capital S-E-R-G-I-O. I had a pizza that was probably bigger than my head and it was <laughs> and it was delicious. So um, that would be a place that I would recommend. It's kind of in the twisty turny lanes of, of the center of town. So um, I'll, again, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So for those people who don't like seafood, but love pizza. And who doesn't always love to have a pizza when you're traveling? And especially if you're in a place where they do pizza right. And I would say in Rovine, Rovino, they do pizza right. De Sergio was definitely good. And what a great value as well. It was very inexpensive. Now, one of the things that I didn't do that I wish I had, and I will do when I go back to Rovine, is that you can actually take a boat ride to one of the islands. There's three islands, although I think two are are kind of joined or they're kind of thought of collectively. So there's St. Catharines, and I think it's just about a five-minute boat ride from the heart of town. You, you would uh, look in the harbor area. There will be these boats that you can take. Probably a good idea to maybe book in advance. And the other one is St. Andrews and I think it's Mashkin or the other two islands. And I think they are collectively often called like Red Island. I think um, I think Mashkin is actually very, very small and it's connected to St. Andrews by, by a um, causeway, by like a bridge. So, and that's about a 15 minute ride, boat ride from Rovine. Now, St. Andrews does have a few historical buildings, but mostly if you're going over to these islands, it's going to be more about the nature. So there's going to be like some nice walks and things like that. There'd be some probably some like kind of more like rocky type beaches that you could go and get into the water. I mean, the water, the color of the water around here, you guys, is just amazing. It's just so, so beautiful. I'll um, I'll have a couple photos um, in the show notes that you can kind of look at, but the water is really beautiful. But the boat ride looks great. It would be a nice kind of a nice little day trip or half day trip you could go and just maybe spend the afternoon. Just be sure you time it out. I'll put a link to the um, to the ferry, the boat rides that go over there. But that's one thing that I wish I had done, but I didn't do. It was just, you know, like I said, I probably only had like maybe three full days here. So I didn't have a ton of time to do everything. It would be something that I would definitely go back to do for sure. So if you like to kind of do a little bit exploring like that and get on a boat, then Rovine's going to be a great place for you to do that. Now, of course, the one thing that I always recommend when you're in towns like this, they are just made for wondering. So do just wonder about all these little narrow lanes, cobblestone streets, get a little lost. It's okay. You're never going to get too lost because this place is not that, it's not that big. So you're not really going to get too lost and just enjoy it. Notice everything, maybe follow the locals, as I always say, not stalking them, but just follow them, find where they're going and just really kind of take all that in. I Sometimes you stumble upon some really cool scene that maybe, I mean, I'm a photographer, so obviously I'm always looking for things to photograph. Sometimes you stumble up 
upon a cool little shop, or maybe you find some little hidden restaurant or cafe or a pizza place or a gelateria. You never know what you're going to find. So I always encourage people to just sort of wonder about a little bit and that's when you find something that's maybe a little special and maybe you find some some places where only the locals are hanging out. And if you see that, if you see them all hanging out at some little cafe or some restaurant, I would check it out. I would probably get something to eat or drink there for sure. Now, the other place that I want to talk about, and this was a place that I absolutely fell in love with, and that is this forest park. It's called, they kind of call it the Golden Cape, but it's also called Forest Park Punta Carenta. And you can walk very easily from the center of town to this park. It's to the, I guess that would be to the east of of kind of the center of town. So you kind of have to, it was a little bit of a walk from where I was staying, but I didn't mind. I kind of just used Google Maps on my phone and I was able to find my way to it. I thought this park was absolutely beautiful. You can, the interior is a little bit more, you know, forest, there are trees, there are all kinds of walking paths through it. Most of them are all paved. And on the perimeter of it, you kind of go around and you're by the water the whole time. So there's little, there's a part where you're kind of along some rocky beaches. So if it's like, it was May when I was there, it probably was warm enough to, to swim. I don't really like very cold water. So I was happy just to be in the sun. Um, but I saw people in the water swimming. So there are these kind of rocky beaches. There was one point where I saw like some I don't know if they were like a Roman, some columns. It was really cool. I was like, there were probably, you know, some ruins hanging around there. And then I came around to this one area where there wasn't so much beaches, but there were like these kind of big, huge rocks that you could kind of find your own little place to sun yourself on. And in fact, I have to tell this story. Um, I was kind of coming along and there were some people that were, I think, stark naked. <laughs> At least I think she was sunning themselves on some rocks that, you know, were pretty well hidden from people, but maybe not quite 100%. So anyway, I guess some people were just, it was, you know, it was May, so it wasn't a busy time. I can imagine like July and August that this area would be a lot more inundated with people, but it was kind of, um, I'd say it was probably like mid to late May. So uh, it was a nice warm day and it was nice enough to definitely sit out and I guess not have any clothes on. It was definitely warm enough to be out in, in a bathing suit and sun yourself on a rock. And I actually found a place and I kind of sunned myself, you know, on a rock. I think I, you know, I was in you know, workout kind of gear. So I I probably took my shirt off and was like sports bra and shorts and, and just enjoying it. It was so beautiful. The water, the color of the water was beautiful. And this park just is really nice because you can kind of, especially maybe in those shoulder seasons, you can kind of get away from people. Like I said, I would imagine in July and August, it may not be quite so quiet. But if you happen to go in May, maybe early June, probably again, maybe in September, maybe even early October, you may get some some nice weather and you'd be able to just really take it in. I mean, you're just looking out at the beautiful turquoise Adriatic Sea and you have all this nature around you. So um, I actually even think there are some places in in the um, in Forest Park uh, Punta Carenta to uh, do some rock climbing. So if that's your thing, you could do that. There, I think there were some areas too where you could actually be out on bikes. So some of it's paved. I think there might have been some sections that were gravel as well. So um, it was a lovely, lovely park. 
I just like, I could imagine if I would live somewhere like Rovine, that would be my place that I would probably go and do my, my walking and running for my, for my outdoor nature workouts. Just beautiful. So the last thing that I want to say is do be sure that you take in a sunset or two or three or four at Rovine because the sunsets from here are beautiful. So there are some places kind of in the heart of town, not far from the harbor area. You kind of have to go around to the one side. And the place that I went to is a little kind of bar and restaurant called Puntalina. And you do, you know, you need to order something to eat or drink and not just go and watch the sunset. Now, there is a place further up that looks like it's a public place that you can sit and watch the sunset. I kind of liked being able to go and at least order a glass of wine. I didn't, I don't even think I ate any food there, but I did order a glass of wine and you can sit on the rocks and watch the sun go down with a lovely glass of Croatian wine. And let me tell you, life doesn't get much better than that. It was really beautiful. I think I went... I think I went two out of my four nights. Well, the first night I think I got there, it was raining. So that didn't happen. But I did go two nights at least and sat there. There's little cushions. It's kind of a little festive atmosphere. People, you know, order drinks. Sometimes people are eating. Sometimes they're not. It is a restaurant. I don't know how good the restaurant is, but you know, it was like, I don't know. It was probably equivalent of about $5 for a glass of wine. So it wasn't horrible. The wine was good. Wasn't cheap, cheap, wasn't expensive. But to be able to sit and watch the sun go down over the Adriatic Sea, it was just beautiful. So you don't want to miss that, whether or not you do it there or one of the other restaurants um, or at that public area that are kind of on that same side. And I'm I might try to put a map maybe of Croatia in the show notes so you can kind of see some of these places. I highly recommend it. You just don't want to miss a sunset there. It's so gorgeous. So Ravine is really kind of one of those towns. Like I said, it doesn't have a lot of sites, obviously. There are a few things to do. It's really kind of about just being in this really quaint town that is just fun to wander about, has a beautiful harbor area. You can obviously spend some time along the water, in the water, on the water. It's a good place for that. I know that, um, you know, a lot of people I think come here and, you know, this is where they come for, for like a summer vacation and spend some time on the rocky beaches. I thought it was just such a nice place to just kind of slow down and you know, on this particular trip I took in 2019, I was mostly inland. And so this, I thought, oh, I'll go and be by the water for a few days because I spent a lot of time in the mountains, which of course is probably my favorite place to be. But I really am glad that I did that water, that time along the water. And Rovine is just such a great little town for it. It's not going to be a place that's going to hold your interest for maybe staying for a long time, unless you just want to have some peace and quiet and not really have a whole lot to do. But it is a place to go and spend a few days, just really enjoy it. You could actually from there, if you have a car, there are a few other towns that you could go to. You could certainly go down to Pula, which is the larger town of the area. There are some Roman ruins down there. So it wouldn't be a bad place to base yourself if you want something a little bit smaller. I personally love the small towns. So for me, it was perfect. I loved everything about it. The people were great. The food was good. The sunsets were gorgeous. And, you know, then you have this really great park. And if you wanted to, you could get out on a boat. And yeah, it just it had everything that that for me, I, it was enough for me. 
but I always understand that for some people, they want something that's a little bit bigger and that has a little bit more buzz about it. I like the small little towns like this that have just enough buzz, just enough to do, and just places that I feel like I can get in touch with the locals a little bit more. So that's it for Rovine. A very brief overview on it. Again, because my time there was kind of short, I would love to go back. In fact, <laughs> oddly enough, as I was leaving, I remember talking to the um, the people that managed the place that I stayed because it was kind of a, the place I stayed actually had a little kitchenette to it. And I thought, wow, I wonder if I could stay here for a whole month if I would like that. So who knows? I may try it out sometime and I'll let you know what it's like to be in such a small town. Well, it's not that small. I mean, 14,000 people. There are places in Ireland that are like Skull that are probably only like a couple hundred people. So this is um, a metropolis compared to that. But it is pretty small. I do think it is a lovely town. I highly recommend it. You know, Dubrovnik, which is at the complete other end of Croatia, is down in in the southern part. That town gets all the love, gets all the tourists. In fact, it's probably over-touristed. You know, a place like Ravine is, like I said, it's convenient. You can get there from Italy or Slovenia very easily. So it's a good way, I think, to dip your toe in the water when it comes to Croatia, and it wouldn't disappoint you at all. So be sure to check out the show notes for all of the information that I talked about here. There will be plenty of links there and a few photos, of course, because you have to see the color of the water. And there will be a picture, of course, of one of those beautiful sunsets. Please leave me a review. If you have not, I would love to get a review from you. Starting in September, I am going to give a shout out to a reviewer. And I'm thinking about putting everybody whose name... I call that on the air with a review into a hat and one lucky winner will get a 30-minute travel consultation call with yours truly. So if you're planning on a trip, I might be able to help you work through some things. The other thing that I want to point out is that I have added a donate button onto the podcast because, you know, this all takes me time to do and I do it for free. You're getting all this information from me without having to pay for anything. And I just thought I would put that out there because if you think that this is of value to you and you are getting value from these podcasts or even my blog post, you can just, I don't care if you just want to buy me a coffee or a tea or a glass of wine or the wee dram of whiskey, that would be great. Anything is appreciated. But I do this because I love Europe travel and I really want to help inspire and encourage people to go to Europe because I think it is such a wonderful place to travel to. I think it's an easy place for Americans, Canadians, Aussies, Kiwis to go travel to. And I really want to keep inspiring you and encouraging you and helping you in any way that I can. But um, it would be great if you would give me some love by just hitting that donate button and even just buying me a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a lovely glass of wine, because we all know I love my wine, or even a wee dram of whiskey, because I like that too. So um, you'll notice that. And uh, I would love to get some love from you and the appreciation, because I really appreciate all of you. And I thank you for tuning in every episode. So until next time, happy travels. And Zivili, cheers.